Frozen Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bros and Shows. I am your host, Josiah, the first of the brothers, and with me, as always, is my buddy. I got my pal. I got my brother. My brother, Austin. Austin, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm actually doing fine. Um, you know this, but I think I'll just say it. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't work today. I didn't work out. I didn't work Friday. Uh, because my roommate got COVID. He got the Omicron variant. Um, it's yeah. When, when they said the, the Omicron variant is nothing compared to the other ones, they weren't kind of lying. Cause, uh, our one friend got the Delta variant, but he was fully vaxxed. That still knocked him on his butt. He almost had to go to the hospital and everything. This one that my roommate has, it seems more like just a flu more than anything else. But he's also fully vaxxed. I believe he's boosted. And all he has is really like cough, constant phlegm or whatever you want to call it, and then scratchy. Um, I haven't had any type of symptoms whatsoever, so I'm going to believe I'm one of the special views. And as the one dude said in community, um, I may be special. So who knows? but yeah uh, unfortunately because he does have sickness um i'm not allowed to go to work which i'm kind of okay with because of recent overtime uh setups but at the same time i kind of feel bad for leaving them all out to dry like that what can you do i I may be trying to get in earlier if I'm able to. I'm calling them tomorrow to see when's the earliest I can test to come back because the whole CDC guidelines change. Yeah. So I may be able to come back earlier and whatnot. So that may be beneficial. Um, or I, I, I may not be able to. I don't know. Who knows? Last thing I want to see is I get tested and it's like, you have COVID. I'm like, I feel nothing. Wait, does that mean I'm asymptomatic? I'm one of those special people that just hurt other people around them? Hey. But no, awesome. That's how I've been. So I've just kind of been isolated in my house, ordering takeout food like an idiot because uh, I have no other food other than potatoes everywhere. Ooh, potatoes. And, um, and just playing games because I got nothing else to do. How about awesome? Anything, anything new in your neck of the woods? Uh, nothing too much. Just, um, you know, I've been kind of just focusing my time on school. Okay. Um, and, uh, Terry, your roommate that, uh, has gotten sick, he got me into this game and I've been playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called Hylex and it is, it reminds me of like Salvador Dali like paintings i don't know if you know who saw them yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the clock work, work and yeah so, on. yeah so the whole it's an rpg that's in that art style oh i know what you're talking about yeah i think i think is it like on um how you say it like it's it's not actually a functioning rpg it's it's Weird. Is it like a moon guy's the main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His name's yeah. Wayne, and he has yeah. like this moon shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it's it's a nonsense. 
I can't think of the term right now. My brain's going dead. It, it's not a normal RPG because you don't level up. There's no leveling system. There is only going around collecting items, but there's no story because everything people say is Jimber Jam. Yeah, and it's it's, just, it's like one of those old Resident, like one of the early Resident Evil games where you're going around collecting things. Mm-hmm. But the where the object spawn never changes, but what people say to you is different. So it there's no story, and you're just going around doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, I watched the full speed run of that with him. Oh, cool! And I was like, yeah. "Hey, man, people call it RPG that, which awesome." Going on me right here, not very long out, but it's it's games like that that make me question what RPG. Because when I say RPGs, awesome, like oh I'm a big fan of RPG. What's a game you think of that's RPG that you'd be like ah that's RPG? Final Fantasy. Hmm? Exactly. What about that is role playing? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well. In theorem, you're playing as the main character. Yeah. Cloud, Tidus, or whatever, and you're playing their story. So you're role-playing as them. Mm-hmm. But if that's a role-playing game, isn't Halo a role-playing game then? Because you're playing as Master Chief yeah. doing his story? Yeah, that's true. Because the, the origination of role-playing game came from, like, D&D, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually are role-playing your character. And I, I feel as if the terminology of role-playing shouldn't exist anymore like we need to come up with a better term for rpgs or jrpg like that because every game you're role-playing as a character now and sense to me anymore i don't know i'll stop that topic because i have sat down and debated with myself debated with uh my friends and other gamers just trying to understand what is rpg because you know, most people would be like, oh, playing as a character, you're role-playing. Well, then you have your game that you're playing. There's no story. You're playing as this Wade guy, but there's no stats that most people comment or, or look into. So is it RPG? Is it just a no. item collection? I don't know. I don't know. It, whatever. It's, it's something that, like, I thought about for a long time, and it broke my brain and i couldn't do it no more so i stopped talking about it but bringing up that made me think about but talking about breaking brains austin let's go ahead and start talking about the show that we watched this week yeah netflix's murderville yeah now austin before we begin do you know where the origination of this concept of murderville came from did you Uh, do any research yeah, so I did some research after that. It's from a BBC show called, I think it's like called Murder and Successville. Yep. I think that's what it's called. Yep, yep. And um, supposedly I haven't watched it, so it's something I will watch because yeah. of what I what I watched of this. Um, so like, you know, I want to kind of compare what what this was trying to be, or mm. like what it was what it was trying to get at. Yeah, um, origination material. Yeah, I get you. So yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I so after I saw the trailer for this, I researched it, and they're like, "Oh, it's based off of Murder and Successful." 
and I'm, I'm on the same boat. I need to watch it. I've never watched it before. And I've already looked at some reviews and talks about Birdville. And one of the problem that people who watch the original BBC, or, uh, like the British audience, playing yeah. about it mm-hmm. is that it's missed some of the key notes of it. And one yeah. of the key notes is being that the special guests are playing celebrities. They're not playing themselves. They're playing celebrities. Yeah. And I think they got told on this that you are playing yourself as if you are starring on SV. Like they're trying to take it seriously, but then they realize midway through this ain't serious. So after I did research on Mm -hmm. Murder and Successful, there was one particular guest uh, and like after I read that, because I read like there was a problem with that, and people on Twitter was having a firestorm. And I was like, they're missing the complete point of this. Like, so the celebrity should make be another celebrity. Like they would act like another celebrity. And one of the guys on the original show called Liam, he acts as Gordon Ramsay in episode. Mm. So I am so in love with that. Uh, I know that a couple other ones that I've seen is like. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton, someone acts like Hillary Clinton, and Henry Styles, and it, just a whole bunch of them. Um, Who's Henry Styles? That name sounds familiar. Henry Styles is a he's a artist. He got a lot of flack like from some people because he wore a dress. Uh, you probably know that. That was a Maybe. huge Twitter storm. The, thing. the name sounds familiar. So I was gonna say one of them does Lady Gaga, the other one does Obama. Like there's a whole bunch of ones that they do. But it, the season, the series only lasted three seasons, supposedly. And okay. then it just, you know, it didn't get renewed. And like, it, 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 they're like 30 minute episodes. And um, I read a lot about how like people are very upset how Successville really succeeded by doing the whole acting thing mm-hmm. <laughs> with, the, with the celebrity guests. So like, it kind of maybe we're missing out on something. Uh, but overall, uh, we, you know, you know, it, it's trying to be different from its counterpart. I could see that. I think so. So, so this is my thought. Well, I've kind of pieced together my brain. This is definitely meant for our American audience, and no one would deny that British humor is different. Yeah. Um. Like personally, for me, I like the idea of the special guests just themselves in this scenario I, I think it would be fun to see someone play as someone else but it's just kind of like you know just just talking about the episode like with like Camille it was it constantly made me laugh that they were trying to coax him into doxing his high school gr- sweetheart over yeah. and over again and he just keeps smiling like I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna tell you that's fine to me and I'm like maybe that's an American humor thing you know like there, there's certain things that happened in this show that um, I, I just kind of thought to myself this is obviously meant for the American audience and the fact yeah. that they took it from the British uh, BBC may turn off some people it would be the equivalent of someone well not the equivalent because they would kill me if I proclaimed um, it would be like making a Doctor Who for Americans. It wouldn't have the same 
wavelength it wouldn't function or act the same it would have a lot of similarities but not be it, the same it's it's kind of like the office like if yeah, you've yeah, ever that's watched the show. british office and then you've seen american office i've seen more people that like the american office mm-hmm. compared to the british office but then i've heard of like shows that have been americanized and they were british shows and they're they weren't good mm-hmm. and i can understand why you know there's like those certain humors that are great you know like here's for example you know um i'm not a fan of the office okay. go ahead people kill me uh but the thing is it's like i understand why people love it and i understand why people uh, you know are it's like this cult phenomenon but I think the key actors is what makes The Office. And I, I think, you know, like, um, Rain Wilson, the guy that plays Dwight, is a hilarious guy. I like him. Uh, Steve Carell is hilarious. You know, some of those people that are on that show make that show. If you could talk to anyone, it's like, oh, have you watched The British Office? They're like, yeah. And it's like, what's the key star? And they're like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it's hard because, like, they try to Americanize this, but I understand like what you were saying is when you watch this, you're like, yes, the key target here is Americans because how the humor works. <laughs> like, well, I uh, mean, it's, it's the same thing whenever I watch like props. Yeah. Uh, like watching, watching uh, the original. Uh, what's, the, what's the show? Whose line is it anyways? The, the British show much different feel than if you watch the drew carey version and states but it's the same actors they're just doing different humor and different yeah. jokes stick better because of the audience you can definitely tell sometimes they make a joke that i bust out laughing to but the audience is kind of sitting there going like mm, mm, not very funny yeah. and then vice versa where there's jokes where i'm just kind of like meh and they're laughing their butts off yeah it's just how it is and and that's perfectly fine like everyone has everyone has rights to humor and everything else mm-hmm. but i think that how they did this murderville i'm fine with and i enjoyed and i would like to see more just just right out the gate i enjoyed it i liked it i would like to see more of it um the fact that it's only six episodes i think six episodes. i believe it was six episodes maybe yeah, eight something seven. like that it was six episodes the, the one benefit of this and the negative as well my enjoyment of the episodes came down to who the special guest was which makes sense that's when you have a show like this that is, is based upon the special guest it's going to be who of the special guests you like the most and I gotta tell you I liked four no I liked three very much two I was kind of like eh, okay and then I don't even remember the. Boston, let's mm-hmm. let's dive on into it. Uh, is there a specific episode or or uh, guess guess you want to talk about? Because I have six to choose from. We can just start talking about it as well as go into all. I don't know methods <laughs> of the show because th- there is a theme and method to it. I yeah, noticed it after is, the first episode. Yeah. And it went on. Yeah, because it kept... There's three... Always three different scenarios. Each episode. Like, there's... There's uh, there's three times that you can get evidence uh, by certain characters. By these three characters. And then... Um, 
you know, someone has to make a decision, you know, the special guest has to make the decision of who actually killed the person. And um, that's something that I think that they need to change because it's going to probably get old. And in my opinion, I think that people are going to like, think that's just not, it's just going to be repetitious. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed some of the episodes. And there's some episodes where I was like, snooze fast. Uh, like, the Sharon Stone episode and the Annie Murphy episode, I didn't really care too much for. Um, but the Conan O'Brien one, Camille, uh, Marshawn Lynch, and uh, Ken are are phenomenal episodes. Um, and, and, and the thing is, is, I think you're correct. You know, you have to know the special guest. Because if you don't know the special guest, then you kind of don't get their humor in a way. Yeah, so, uh, so let me get this right, Austin. I'm going, I'm going to blast you right here, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing this for fun, man. Because I love you. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying is uh, you didn't like the girl humor. Because you labeled, you liked all the boys, and you didn't like the two girls. Well, I've never liked Sharon Stone. I've never liked her at I, all. I okay, so she was the one that I don't remember on. I, I, okay. I rewatched the season, and there's parts that I enjoyed. But I got I got be truthful with you, man. I disagree about the uh, Annie, Murphy. Annie Murphy. I love that episode, dude. She made me laugh. There's something about her attitude that I just found funny. Up to the part where she dressed up as a guy and went in and started doing that thing. That wasn't yeah. as funny to me, but the kindergarten scene had me rolling. I, I found it so funny. I don't know, like, there there were scenes in each episode where I laughed. Yeah. But overall, I wasn't entertained enough. Uh, and, like, the thing is, it's like Sharon Stone. I never liked her. Um, everyone knows her because of her Basic Instinct movie. And the whole part about her, like, crossing her legs. And you Oh, get to that's see who she is? Yeah, that's Sharon Okay. Stone. Yeah, I have to be truthful. I didn't know who she was. Yeah, and Sharon Stone also played in, like, a lot of gangster films. She was in Casino with Robert okay. De Niro. It was just old 90s movies. Not really a big fan. I never okay, really liked her anything. It was past that. my my era. Like, okay, I yeah. was alive during that time, but I was watching Pokemon, to be honest. Yeah, and then, like, Annie Murphy, I've seen her on a show that my wife watched called Shit's Creek. Yeah. And Shit's Creek is funny. I enjoy it, but I just didn't like her. Um... But I am excited because I realized, I looked her up later and came to find out that she's going to be part of season two of Russian Doll, which is a Netflix show about an assassin. It's like a graphic novel that I've, I've oh, read. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see her play in that. Uh, I know, I think the newest season comes out here soon. I could be wrong. I think it's to be, to be announced. Is it to be announced? Yeah, because like... She's, you know, I think that she could play a really good actress. Um, but I remember her in Shit's Creek. Like, that's the only one. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's okay. So, um, so th this this was this was part of the things that I I had, right? Like, I, I know Ken Jong. Ken Jong. I mm -hmm. know Camille. Yeah. I know Conan and Brian. I didn't yeah. really care for Conan and Brian all that much. I was kind of, I'll be honest, watching his episode, my brain was going like, 
so old. I remember when he yeah. was a young stick. Like, every time he got into a chair or got up, it was noticeable that he didn't want to go back down. <laughs> like, when he yeah, had to talk to that little girl about what death is, and yeah. he got down on the one knee, and he starts talking to her, and they're like, all right, okay, you can't talk to her. We have to go. And he's like, I've been kneeing for a very long time. Like, man, I remember when yeah, you were like... a spry young kid. Okay, so, like, the only thing that I had with Conan O'Brien was... Okay he does feel old like he feels like he <laughs> he just he doesn't his his comedy is meant to be stand-up comedy and it's not meant to be like a physical comedy and like his physical comedy since he's old it just didn't work out for me now there is one part of the episode that i laughed so hard and that was the part where they just kept feeding him hot stuff yeah because that, that made Conan me brian hates hot he hates anything hot because he said that in his show and him drowning that sloppy Joe in a bunch of hot sauce. <laughs> and so, I'm pretty sure they picked that murder situation because of the hot sauce. So so that's exactly what I want to point out. You know, there was something that I felt like each person mm -hmm. got labeled as like something particular. In the you have to go take care of uh, something yeah, right now. Oh, Ralph needs to be put out. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead and do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill it. I'll fill him back in whenever he gets back again for live. So what? What does it matter? Um, basically, the one thing that I noticed quickly on is that it seemed as if they signed a agreement that they would one speak and say exactly what they're told to say. Because there is scenes in every episode where they have to go undercover and they're told specifically what to said. And there was multiple times in my brain I was I was just saying to myself, why would you say that? Make something else up. This guy's an idiot. Do something else. But they have to say it. I don't know how I feel too much about it because that's kind of like directing the person who shouldn't have direction. It felt kind of like a cheat in my brain as I was watching it. And it was the same thing. Every uh, every person seemed like there was a awkward situation that they were forced into in some way. Conan O'Brien, he had to eat if he was going to do his questions. So, like Austin said, he doesn't like hot stuff. They force hot stuff on him. They force him to eat. They force him to do the, the stuff. That definitely felt like something that... Hey, Austin, welcome back. Basically, yeah. basically what I said is that how the, the, the two things that I felt a little off, and I'll, I'll try to paraphrase this the best I can back into it, is they were, that there's points where they were undercover and they were force fed what to say, mm -hmm. which felt the exact opposite of what they were trying to pull off the whole unscripted, but then they had to say it because there was multiple times where someone thought to themselves, I shouldn't say this. Then they say it anyways that felt kind of that felt wrong to me and then no, the other you. thing is is i felt each of the actors had something in their contract specifically says that you have to do x in the agreement of this for instance cohen he had to eat on set whatever they gave him they had he had to eat and they purposely made it hot and he couldn't say no because any rational person would just say no like i refuse to eat i gotta do this um amy murphy she had to cook or bake or whatever it is 
And whenever he threw the spoon and forced her to hand it with her, her hand, she was very uncomfortable. You could see it on her face. She did not want to do it, but then she did it and she, she hated it. Uh, Camille, it was all the like weird, goofy walks and sounds and whatnot he had to do. And that to me, I, I get it and I get the joke and everything of that sort. I'm just not a huge fan of, of forcing that onto them. A lot of funniness came from it. I'll give them that. There was some good funny stuff from it. But once I got in my head, this is kind of um, staged in that manner. Because, uh, for instance, whenever she's talking to the... Uh, Annie Murphy's talking to... Italian mobsters or whatever, the, the mobsters... And she starts talking about pancakes and she's like, I boil them. I do that. Like she says really dumb stuff because she's being told to say it by the, the main character. Yeah. It wasn't as funny to me because I, I knew he was going to ruin it. And the only hilarity that would come from it would be the actress or actress's response to him doing that. Which there was a couple when she breaks like tell to say he had doo-doo uh, had doo-doo in his brains or whatever like that mm. it made me chuckle but it wasn't all that funny and it have been better with that I think what they should have done is when they talked about giving the earpiece mm-hmm. I think Will Arnett's character should have been like yeah I'll, I'll feed you the lines and then like they go in and he goes to feed them the lines, but then they're static. And then he's like, oh, you just have to improv yourself. I think those are more hilarious than giving yeah, that would have been there. those direct answers. And it kind of pulled me out of the humor mm-hmm. because like she's they're forcing humor. And you, when you yeah. tell humor is forced, it's not natural. And what, what I love about humor, uh, like the things that make me laugh are just when people can't come up with a situation because there's so many times where Ken Jong is, you know, on the spot and he doesn't know what to say and he kind of breaks character. And the same thing with Camille. Camille so many times, like, you know, he's like, I just, um, yeah. You know, so they, they have to, like, break their character for a minute trying to figure this out. And I feel that, like, it's being forced and I didn't like those moments. And I can understand, like, there's some people that they're going to have guest celebrities that need that so they were like oh we'll just structure it that way well maybe you shouldn't have guest celebrities that are not like kind of comedic in their own way or, or not okay with that yeah i and i agree i think it would have been hilarious that every time they went into a undercover situation there was always something going wrong with the headset not mm-hmm. like oh they're stag but maybe like mm-hmm. In one of the epi- in one of the things, he's supposed to be feeding her information, and he's at a drive-through window, and so she has to like kind of parse out what she's supposed to say, or make up things. Meanwhile, the people with her are improv people yeah. who are able to if and her or continue it, and she has to both figure out the correct questions and work through all that jumble that's happening in her ear. Or there's another situation where he is near a construction site and 
destruction is just very loud and she gets nothing but static in her. Just something like that that forces them to come up with things on their own and then relies on the cast to reel them in or to help them out or in some situations make it more crazy. No? Yeah, I think if it felt more natural and the yeah. cast would help those people instead of it feeling like this is what you have to do. It's kind of like, uh, you know, we were talking about video games and like how you build your own adventure and stuff. That, that's what's great about video games like that. And so then like when you're told structurally how to do something and you can't do any other option, it kind of feels like it's being... You're, you're being so, forced it, into it. Yeah, you're being just yeah. suppressed into it. And like I felt that like this show could have been so more successful if they would have just let the improvisation happen, um, you know, because, it, you know, it could be great. It could be great things. And I feel like some things were very natural and some were not natural at all. Like, I think the Ken Jong, I think, you know, there's also this thing where you should have set up humor, which set up humor works. And it's in certain situations, like the part where Ken Jong is in the office of Phil Lamar and he farts. I knew that was coming, but for some odd reason, I was still laughing about it. And him trying to explain, he's like, reveal yourself, you know, and he just got up and he's like, I'm sorry for the farts. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but, you know, like sometimes like when uh, Sharon Stone did it and Annie Murphy and well, Annie Murphy was OK. And Marshawn Lynch, it felt like they were forced to say that kind of stuff. And Conan, even Conan, too. I didn't really like Conan's forced when he had to like talk to that girl in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, um, any, any lines that were forced to him, I didn't enjoy. I, I, I get what you're saying. And I agree mm -hmm. because the, uh, I think what made Ken Jong so much of a fun guess for me is the fact that he was on board with anything and his, um, undercover portion was really good because it wasn't him being directed it was the other dude being directed on how to walk around the room or how to function and ken had to jump around and hide and function there was no way no way that he didn't see ken but script wise he wasn't supposed to see him so he just continued acting the thing i wasn't a huge fan of the whole fart thing at the end because it felt dumb to me it should have been something that the detective did that screwed up the situation yeah. where he sees him in the, the light or, or whatever like that. And he responds some way and, and that's what gets it revealed. The, the whole fake fart actually made me kind of go, mm. but what proceeded after that was actually really fun. Whenever Ken jumped up and had to like explain away it. That's what that I'm was saying. Funny. That's the only reason why I started laughing because it's like he has to explain and he's been farting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Ken, Ken, I think Ken did a great job. And Ken does a great job for anything. You know, I think he's really funny. Um, yeah. You know, same with Camille. Like Camille, when I found out Camille was on here, I was like, oh my gosh. He, he's what I'm made me want to watch it. When yeah. I saw Camille, I was like, I'm going to watch it. And then I saw Ken, I'm like, I'm going to watch it. And Marshawn Lynch was okay. Like, he wasn't as funny as those He had two, more genuine responses. But, yeah, because he was just like, he, uh, he wasn't I change my trying name to, to like, act. tag a bitch? <laughs> no, yeah. I was like, 
I was like, that's Marshawn. He, he wasn't trying to act. He was just having fun. Yeah. And I, I felt like Conan was actually trying to act as if he was a detective on the show to a degree. Same with uh, Annie Murphy until the very first scene at the bakery when the dude starts smashing her pastries. I felt her, she had like this look of anger and frustration oh, yeah. after um, the dude ragged her out for using her hand to stir the, the, the soup. She had the look just like, can't believe you did that. I felt that, man. I've been in that situation where someone caused you pain and then they rat you out. And it's like, you caused this. How dare you? But with uh, Marshawn or, or whatever his name, I can't, I can't. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know his name. Anytime something happened, he was like, oh man, that's effed up. Nah, man, I, I am. Like, whenever he reveals the doll, he's like, what the heck is that? What kind of shit is this? That was funny. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, we, we talk about the, the kind of setup. For me, it was the evidence setup that I yeah. caught onto very quickly. And I. Yeah, me too. You, you said it may get boring if uh, they keep at it. There was a level of me that actually kind of enjoyed that, because you would be, you would begin it with three key evidence, and then each person you interview would have either a check mark to the evidence or a negative to the evidence. You know, like the the Camille you knew about the handwriting, very nice night knots, the fact that the disc was thrown very quickly into his. That was the three evidence. For the first person they met, they know they had a carpal tunnel, so he couldn't throw it. So he's instantly out. Even mm. though he had everything else basically checked. Second dude, everything was marked. The throw, just fine. He lived on a boat so he could tie the knots. And then you even saw his handwriting. Mm. And then the last person, you saw her handwriting in the book, and it was cursive, and you're like, that's out. I liked that. And it allowed me to predict who the killer was each time. Which, again... It's not meant to be hard because these celebrity guests had to figure it out. And I doubt any of them are reading or watching horror um, or not horror, uh, murder mysteries, anything like that. So it was it was enjoyable and it was even better whenever they would guess wrong. I, I like the fact that they could guess wrong. I thought for a minute that it was just going to be a they got fed who the killer was. Yeah. But then the fact that Conan got it wrong. Oh no, he got it right. He got it right? Okay, hold on. Who, yeah. who got it wrong? Uh, he, got uh, it, he got it right. Marshawn got it wrong. got it wrong. And so did Sharon Stone. Kamel, Kamel got it right. And then everyone else got it wrong. Even Ken got it wrong. But all three of them were guilty. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. I just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that that's another thing, right? You know what I noticed? There was two actors from Mad TV. Oh wait, no. I think. No, no, no. Annie got it right. Yeah, Annie, Annie got, got it right, right because she she uh, did the kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So there was three people that were right and three people that were wrong. And I'm gonna talk about this real quick. I love the fact that Annie got it right, but made up the evidence on her own. ABC. The ABC, like, the, like it's like that wasn't even evidence, but 
you point it towards her and, and it's right. I, I, I laugh so hard at that because I've been in that situation where I'm like playing a murder mystery. I'm like, it's this person because X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, oh, you're the murderer because of A, B, and C. I'm like, what about X? What about X? Oh, I'm just making that up in my brain. That's not real. I love that. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I like the fact that the chief called her out on it too. It's like, you got, you missed so much evidence and you also made up your own evidence, but you got the killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, you know, it, there was like some really funny moments and I, I have, I had a blast watching this. It's yeah. not like, you know, I think that this is just a first season. Hopefully yeah. it gets a second season. Uh, I'd like to see the what what they might bring to different, like, you know, like what are they going to change to make it more successful? Cause I really think that like, if they would just change up that whole, you know, forced comedy when they do like the earpiece thing, yeah, the I think it would lines. make the show. Yeah. I think those would make the show really good. Yeah. Like it would yeah. just make it like, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, I, I think that if they fix that, that, problem then this show will be great people will love this show because right now i enjoy it but it's not like those things are holding me back from wanting to rewatch this again um you know or even wanting to watch season two but like i'm also saying this is the first season you know it's not like it's three seasons in and i feel the same way things mm. can change and like does if it doesn't change i'm gonna feel that way like, I'm okay. Like, I, I understand that you got the whole, like, oh, I have to solve this mystery, which is great. But I feel like it can get old to a point because it feels like it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I get I get that, too. But I think that, like, they could also, like, change it up. Maybe not just have murder. Uh, it could be called Murderville. I know that's the whole thing. But, like, <laughs> you know, you could do, like, you could do, like, an arson or, like, you know, something else that's a crime. Yeah. You know? And I think that the show was given a budget and they fulfilled the budget with a couple of celebrities, but they realized that like they had to fill it with two other celebrities that were really well known and they went with that person or that person had a contract with Netflix that they had to fulfill. And I know that one of them was Sharon Stone because last time I've seen Sharon Stone anything is I don't even know. And Annie Miller uh, or Eddie Murphy, Annie Murphy. <laughs> I always got to mix up Eddie Murphy, Annie Murphy. It's kind of the same thing. But uh, I feel like she probably has a contract because of the Russian doll thing. So she had to be in Murderville. But I'm okay with her. She was okay. Like, I laughed. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't laugh with this. But I think that there is things that are holding the show back from being phenomenally awesome. And those are the things I'm going to look forward to. Hmm. So I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? If you could pick two guest stars to be on this show, who would it be? Yeah, two I know guest I'm putting stars. you on the spot. Two guest stars. Um, okay, 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 okay. So I want to go with someone who has um, some form of like murder mystery kind of background. I, I say it's murder it's not murder it's suspense you know I would love to see um give me a quick second let me look at his name because I can't remember off the top of my name 
Brian Cranston. I would love to see him as it. Oh man, that'd be good. Brian would be awesome. I would like to see him because of the fact that he's played those type of things. And I would love to see an episode where someone dies in a meth lab explosion and he has to be the, uh, the person to figure it out because oh, he knows how to do it. Like he knows the actual steps and everything. That was one of the things he researched. So using that knowledge really would be fun. Funny guy. He is he's a really funny That's guy. That's why too. I want him because he ha- really he can play it. serious and he can play it uh play it fun and i would love it even more if they made his undercover scene where he's named something like wilfred uh gray or something like that like something really stupid just to obviously make it i it, it writes itself you know like mm-hmm. and and we know he can do improv and everything that sort he was on in mock in the mill we even saw those little uh commercials after um Breaking Bad, where he like was living in the van and whatnot, and it was, it was comedy. Love to see it. The other person I would like to see is someone I really like in comedy, and uh, Ben Schwartz would be who I would try to pick. Ben Schwartz, yeah. I would from uh, Mildish and Schwartz. Mildish and Schwartz. He did. Yep. He's he he recently Office? did that new show. No, he has two shows that are popular. And two, one of them is on Netflix. That is Space Force. He's in Space Force. Okay. He was in Parks and Rec. That's where he and was. Then I knew he was he also that. is in Donald Duck. Um, DuckTales? DuckTales, thank you. I couldn't think of DuckTales. Um, and he's also Sonic. He's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the, the movies. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. So, and he's hilarious. I recently oh, yeah. listened to a podcast of Off Book. It's a musical improv um, podcast where they make up a musical on the fly. It's amazing, and it was called "They Died on Murder." Uh, they died on um, what's the mountain thing from Disneyland? Uh, Splash Mountain. Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Space Mountain. It's called "They Murdered on Space Mountain." It's about uh, this dad and all of his kids going back to Disneyland to like free the ghosts of the family of members who died on space mountain it's hilarious um <laughs> so I, I recommend that if anyone's out there has never heard of off book i love it um but yeah no i would love to see him in this i think he would have a lot of funny moments a lot of funny quips and uh he already does netflix stuff so it would be easy to grab him and i i agree with you you mm-hmm. mentioned that um <laughs> Mama Burkhardt's like, I want to see Mama Burkhardt in it. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you when you said that some of them were probably on the Netflix set already of something else and they just pulled them. That, that's common. That's that's a normal thing. You know, you always mention whenever we did community about how different actors would just appear or yeah. be randomly. And I remember listening to... Uh, the darkest timeline and ken john would talk about how a lot of times when they're on set they're like hey we need someone to be here to do this and they would just pull someone like hey man you're you're my friend you want to be on community real quick and then they jump over do the line and leave done and that's that's how a lot of those uh cameo based sets happened in community was just that people being like i'm yeah. here and so i i'd be cool with it i'd be fine with it and i would like to see those what about you or two uh, actors and actresses uh, you would like? 
Okay, so one of my one of the people I would love to be on there, but I don't know uh, how he's been doing, um, mm-hmm. which is T.J. Miller. I think T.J. Miller would be hilarious. Uh, in oh, I, oh like okay, I know, I know T.J. Miller. Yeah, the guy that plays uh, Ehrlich mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. I think he'd be really good in a in a role like this. Mm. Uh, I would have to actually say, uh, I know this is you know improv. But I think Ryan Stiles would be really good in this episode, like in this show. Um, he would be all because, for all this stuff. Yeah, like I think him or like Wayne Brady would be really good for this. Uh, I would laugh super hard to see Ryan Stiles. Ryan Stiles is my favorite out of the Who's Line cast. Um, but he's, he's he, a lot. He just, yeah, he's just really good. <laughs> I yeah. like him as an improv. He's also a very down-to-earth guy. If you ever watch the newer yeah. episodes of uh, the the CW's Who's Line, the newer ones that come out. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's super chill, down-to-earth. Like, he knows whatever, like, certain jokes are done. And he's just like, ooh, I'm not touching that because I know that's not right. Yeah, like, there's, you know, like, um, there's only certain things that, like, I will go out of my way to watch because Ryan Stiles is in them. Like Hot and, Shots? Oh, dude. Hot Shots is one of my favorite movies because Ryan Stiles is in it. Because, you know, the part that gets me every single time, and most people say it's like when he get, talks about the boat and all that other stuff. Um, and he's like, then I blew it to crap. That's not my favorite line. My favorite line is when they're escaping and they come up on this fence. And, like, he, like, starts shaking the fence. He's like, it's locked. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, from the inside. And all you should do is, like, you know, him reach over and unlock the thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like... What are we gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna blow it. <laughs> I, like, I love how silly that is, but his face, I don't know what it is about his expressions that he uses, it makes me laugh. And um, you know, uh I, I think he would do good in a role like this. I think there's a lot of people that would do great roles in this, but I think that you should stick with someone that's probably a little bit more comedic, uh, or someone that is completely clueless. Like Marshawn Lynch worked. Because he was clueless, yeah. but he knew what he was doing. He he just had fun with. Yeah, it. Like people who knew... have fun, I think, is the key. Yeah, they can be a hundred percent serious. Like normal. Mm-hmm. That's why I chose Brian Cranston because yeah. people would see him and think Walter White before they think of Malcolm in the Bill. Yeah, and if he played serious or played funny, it would be a nice role switch that I think mm-hmm. majority think... of people nowadays wouldn't catch on. Quickly. I think Bob Odenkirk. And David Cross would be a good fit. Like, would be a good fit for this. Oh, um, they, they, I would love to see like dual episodes where they have two <laughs> celebrity guests on at a time. That would be insane. That would actually yeah. be really insane. Yeah. Like, I think that they have a good premise here. They should have, that, like, they have they celebrities. They should have celebrities that don't normally do TV. Yeah. Or, or haven't done TV in a very long time. Um, Penn yeah. and Teller, the, the magicians, that All would right. be very fun. Cause I could see them like doing magic tricks in the middle of like a scene and then mm-hmm. having the one dude freak out. I, I did. Okay. I did enjoy that scene <laughs> when they're interrogating the magician and the one dude's just overreacting to it. And Cohen's sitting there like, this is so stupid. <laughs> You're not supposed to have any of this stuff on you. He's just like this witchcraft, witchcraft. <laughs> I'm not down yet. Uh, I, I like enjoyed. the ending. My favorite part is when the cops gonna put it on. He's like, "Don't put those cuffs on." He's like, "Ah!" Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, we're past cuffs. Don't don't cuff that guy." Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
the the gags I enjoyed. Um, Burkhart says uh, about some Nicole Brown. She said Shirley Bennett first, and I was like, you know that name? Oh yeah, it's Nevelta. I oh yeah 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 I'd be down for it. I I like to see her and stuff. I know that she's in the one show, but I haven't watched it yet, so that's on me. Um, you know, even even Don Glover would be great in this. Like, I think some of the community people would be great in this. Um, I think now, that if you want you want to have a large budget, you can go with uh, Donald Glover. But <laughs> that man's expensive now, dude. He's the high yeah. life. Yeah, he's got that. Mm. He's got his music, and then he's Joe got, McHale. Like, he could do it too. They Joe got McHale they got there, Ken yeah. John. Like yeah, Ken, Ken and uh, Joe are very close friends. Or I think like uh, probably the guy that plays uh, Charlie, Char well Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, some of those uh, actors. I think I think those guys would be good in those. I know that you're not really a fan of Always Sunny, but I think like yeah. those actors are really good at putting. Because like my favorite parts about Always Sunny is like when the special guests show up. Uh, there's an episode called Mac Day where everyone has to do everything Mac does. And Mac's uh, cousin shows up, and he's way cooler than he is, and he's Sean William Scott. And you can tell Sean William Scott is laugh is like having a fun time on that set because he's laughing because you could see him break character a lot. Like he'll start like smirking and stuff when they're talking to him, and you're like, yeah, they said something funny to him. Um, okay. So I think we have to talk about this real quickly. And yes, mm -hmm. I I would be definitely I'd actually be cool with Sean William Scott. When you said his name, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, Googled it and I instantly went, okay, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about the fact that they did not have any fake dead bodies on this set. Yeah. They were all actual actors and I got immense enjoyment out of watching them crack. Yeah. Because they were not prepared as much as the special guest was not prepared. Yeah. And I think it was in their contract to allow them to do anything to them. Oh man! Because you had the scene where Camille had to pull out the note, and he yeah. started laughing at the absurdity of it, and then the dude started smiling and laughing. I couldn't handle it. And then with Sharon Stone, they start like messing with the dude's nipple, and he starts busting up laughing. That and I, there for a minute, I thought Foggy Nelson was one of the cadavers. Yeah, you do. You did. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm like, like, no, him. it doesn't. He looks too young. He that guy looks yeah. too young. If that is him, holy cow, dude, he looks good. Yeah, I, I thought he was no one credited for it. So yeah, no, I tried looking for it, but I couldn't. Yeah, same here. Nah, but... I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked, I liked the show. Kind of wrapping up here. I, I liked the show. I'd love to see a second season. I would like them to get different guests. I would like them to grab guests who aren't currently like doing big time things but used to be well-known actors and actresses i think is an is nice vein sharon stone i personally didn't know her all that much so that's whatever you know who i would like to see in this hmm. i have to look up her name because she's in the show this show yeah she's she's in the show great uh hmm. jennifer aniston You know she's in the show, right? No. Go back and look at the portrait of his uh, partner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The portrait of the partner is Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. I, I forgot would, about that. I would love to see her come either as a special like guest, a like 
Well, like uh, a um, like a, a twin sister. Mm -hmm. Or I I'll be honest, I was actually expecting this series to end with a twist that it was the chief who killed her. Yeah. Because whenever she looked at the the black book, she's like, "Let me see that," and she walks off with it. I'm like, "Did she just?" She had like a weird look of fear in her eyes when he said that. What's Not really, that. what's really cool, is we kind of had like a mad TV reunion between two characters. I was I was going to mention that earlier because I said yeah. like, we had two actresses or actors, yeah. actor. We had an actor and an actress, and it was uh, the blonde girl at the end. And yep. Phil Millar were both on uh, okay. Mad TV. Phil Millar, I knew. The other woman I recognized instantly as from Mad TV. Don't know her name. Yep. But yeah, no, I, I saw it too. I was wondering if the third person was, but nah. No, I don't think so. But it was kind of cool like seeing those two because when I saw that, I was like, hey, the Mad TV. Uh, and then, of course, when I saw Phil Lamar, I was like, oh, my gosh, Phil's in here. And I'm a huge fan of Phil Lamar. So, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that just pops in out of nowhere. And I just get a smile on my face because he's such mm -hmm. a good actor. He does really good work. And like one day he'll energy. get. Yeah, like him as Hermes um, is one of my favorite characters he does play as. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he will always be the UPS guy from mad tv to me you know he's just a happy-go-lucky guy and he looks like he's having fun like he only takes roles that he knows he's gonna have fun in you, you know who so. who i would like to see show up the mannequin killer from mad tv i can't even remember the dude's name uh mcdonald i forget his first name it's not norm i think it's like sam McDonald. michael mcdonald michael mcdonald My, Mike. and well for some reason this is one of those problems in my brain when I look at this guy and I think back to the mannequin killer, I don't think of him. You know who I see? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers, he was like, no! But what, 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 who I think of whenever I think of the mannequin killer is mm. Nicolas Cage, for some reason. I think Nicolas Cage as the mannequin killer. Oh, man. I can't, uh... whatever. It is what it is, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I would like to see him. I, honestly, I would love to see them do a uh, Mad TV review. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Will Sasso would be pretty funny in this, too. Um, Paul Timmerman's Workshop. Nope. <laughs> you don't remember Will Sasso? Sounds super Man, cool. He's from Mad TV. He was the bald guy. He'd oh, yeah, like yeah. Stuff. But he, he did Paul Timmerman's workshop, he, and he would like he accidentally like new, cut himself. <laughs> he was the new um, was it Three Stooges? Stooges. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, okay, I remember. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love I would love to see them all do a small reunion. That'd be kind of cool. Like those, I'm pretty sure none of them are really doing anything. I know the McDonald guy was in the movie Halloween Kills, like the last Halloween movie. Oh, okay. Um, he was in that. I think Danny McBride would be really good in this. Uh, I think Adam Devine would be great. Um, he played in uh, Workaholics. Uh, oh, okay. And he's like in that new show with John Goodman, Danny McBride, and him called like Righteous Gemstones. I haven't watched it yet. I've never heard of it. Another person that I would love to see on here is Bill Hader. Bill Hader is one of my favorite actors, and he is a hilarious improv 
Um, and Bill Hader is just so good. I, I love him so much. And he would work well with Will Arnett. So I think, you know, we have some, I think we have some key people that could be on here that could make the show a hit. And yeah. I think that they should fix those things that we talked about. And you're going to have a hit show on your hands. So. Yeah. And we can only hope that they they make a season two. This gets enough reviews or everything. Because unfortunately mm-hmm. it's Netflix. And Netflix has a problem of making one season yeah. of something. And if it doesn't reach a certain goal, they just cut it off and never talk about it again. Which yeah. 100% could happen with the show. Yeah. But let's hope not. Um, But Austin, next week. Where are we watching? So next week we are going to be watching the book of Boba Fett because it will be finishing. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. is finishing this Wednesday, I believe. Yes. Um, it's on Disney Plus for anyone to be able to go watch. Um, I've, I've been totally trying to dodge spoilers so much. TikTok is full of them, and I've seen pictures of certain things, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm um, seeing like pictures of things and. Mm-hmm. My brain is like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, because it's not I know like it's, I'm too invested, but it's more of the fact uh, in my brain, how my brain kind of works is I'm going to see it when it's finished. I, it's not like I have to wait weeks or months or anything. I've never been too scared of spoilers, but I have no fear of this. I'm like, it's Star Wars. I'm going to watch it. Okay. I see I see a picture of some dude with X or Y I am. Whatever. Context is king there. It's yep. not like the concept of having someone appear would break me like it did with the, the Spider-Man movies. Knowing that X or Y would appear would break me. And I would actually feel like I was spoiled. Nothing I've seen so far has made me feel that way. I'll be fine. I think I'm, I'm fine. I could care less. Oh, I also wanted to say this for our viewers. So we probably are going to be doing Better Call Saul sometime in the future, mm. uh, like the latest season. And today was the reveal of when that season would start. And it was hidden inside the trailer I sent you. And um, it will be April 4th. Well, it'll be April, which is the fourth month. And it'll be April 18th. So in the in the trailer, if you guys want to go watch the trailer, it shows uh, the two, um, was it the the two cousins of Lalo and uh, you know the two cousins that die to Hank and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're walking, and the evidence little, um, you know, when they go like the cone, hey, the ev- and, evidence yeah. cones, yeah. Well, it said four, and I think eighteen. So four, the four letters of the alphabet, the first four letters is. Uh, or no, the fourth four, the fourth month of every year is April, and then eighteen is how many numbers it is to get to that. So they, someone decoded it and come to find out that it's April eighteenth. So just want to give everyone a has heads that, up if you guys want. Has that been confirmed that. though? Yes, it has. Okay. So after it was because there was a massive conspiracy like that. That what you told me there. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy because whenever Pokemon Sun Moon was coming out. Yeah. There was a scene in the trailer where someone walked out with a jersey of 369 and people thought it meant um like 
the third something of like they they combine all these numbers and everything to explain it and they're like oh that explains it blah blah it was it was a lot of stuff like that so anytime i hear about numbers and something i'm a little slow to accept gotcha. but if, if it's been confirmed cool i was just telling our listeners here that we're probably not going to watch the series uh but we will cover the last season um because it's something that we want to do uh, you know, since, you know, you've watched, you know, you've already watched them and then I've watched them. Not too, all of them, so like, Oh, okay. So you haven't watched the newest season. Because it's not or, available on Netflix. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's actually next week. It's available next week. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we, we could do it. I'm just giving you guys a heads up with that. Uh, you know, because after the book of Boba Fett, I have to come up with a different show. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got a show coming up uh, that I really... I've uh, been wanting to watch and we're going to watch it then. So, uh, yeah. Good. So, yeah. yeah, next week, Book of Boba Fett. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed this. If you're tuning in via the podcast forum, thank you so much for the download. And everyone out there who joined us live, thank you so much for coming in, stopping by, catching us. And until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye.